Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Smarks, ladies and marks, ladies and fans, children of all ages, the following show, welcome to Wrestle Radio Network Wednesday, the dates that change is to have, and, and, sorry, I'm a bit frustrated, but I will, you know, try to relay the wrestling news as best I can, so... This past Tuesday on NXT, he made me strictly going over what went down. So, the beginning of the show of NXT featured Samoa Joe's return, what happened between him and Adam Cole, what happened between him and Karrion Cross, and what also happened between him and Pete Dunne. So, they just showed a recap, and then Regal came out making announcements Concerning Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole for the Great American Bash. It'd be their one final match or is it their match of many. Because we know Ciampa and Gargano had a few chapters, but that's a different story. Moving forward, Adam Cole came out and he said, I am not going to work in this type of environment. So Carmelo Hayes said, Hey, I want a match. And then Adam Cole proceeded beat the ever-dimming daylights out of Carmelo Hayes. One, two, three. Uh, Frankie Monet tried to lure Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea away from the Robert Stone brand, and she's been doing it for quite a while, so I don't know. Maybe she might convince them, because she's on a roll herself. Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano come out to the ring. Johnny Gargano talk about the importance of tag team wrestling. Then, Don... And Lorcan challenged Gargano and Theory. Last week, we were showing L.A. Knight attacking DiBiase and Ari Starling having the last thing, and Cameron Grimes didn't take too kindly to that. So, uh, William Regal then confronts Adam Cole. Actually, before I get there, Cameron Grimes, Superman punched Ari Starling right in the kisser. Didn't get up. After that, after commercial break came off, let's see, William Regal makes a match between the way to go face Orny Lorcan and Pete Dunne, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Good back and forth pace. Io Shirai and Stark work well as a team. I think Stark is actually starting to shine when she aligned herself with uh, Io. She's actually shown like a lot of promise. Anyway, so... Regal announced triple threat number one contenders match for the women's tag team championships because things broke down in the ring after the match between Shirai, okay, Stark and Shirai, and um, Kamea and Leah. So it'll be Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, and Zoe Stark. Men's tag team match, The Way versus Pete Dunne and Orny Lurkin. After commercial break, Johnny Gargano. It was a very, like, this match was all over the place. It was very physical. Pete Dunn, of course, trying to split limbs, you know. The sick bastard. I swear to God, man, the guy's going to split somebody's finger so bad. Convincing, okay. But, you know, here's the thought in the dark, if you will. Gargano won the match, but then he got attacked by Karrion Cross. What's my thought in the dark? I don't know. Cross is very, very afraid of Samoa Joe for some reason. Because if he's provoked, then that's it. 
Uh, after that, Frankie Monet versus Electra Lopez. I just don't give two fucks about what that match was. It was just basically to build up Frankie Monet because she's moving up, I don't know, and really don't know what to make of that squash match other than, wow, holy fuck, that gives a C. Hit Row, Ashanti, and Top Dollar versus Everrise. Boring. Hit Row is basically a new faction that attacked Bronson Reed with Isaiah Swerve Scott, so we all know what they're trying to acquire, and please God, you know, that that group have any kind of gold until they start, you know, getting crowds again, then they might consider giving them a championship, maybe somewhere down the road, not now. Koshida versus O'Reilly. Very good back and forth. Matt is won via pinfall by Kyle O'Reilly, but then after that, Roderick Strong shows up with two new big guys, and their group is called the Diamond Mind. And I honestly, hey, sorry, um, Malcolm Bivens is back. Okay, cool. So we got a mouthpiece and a new faction and a new faction. So there's only two factions that I know. Actually, three, four. Four factions that I'm aware of in NXT. Anyway, so that ended the night with Roderick Strong returning. So there's not only one return from NXT, there's two. And I will get to the nitty-gritty of what I thought of each match. So, or actually each moment of NXT. I think that NXT, they may need to call upon Mara Ranella to call matches. I mean, it seems like they're are certain things that would help along matches such as uh, Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah versus Io Shirai and um, Zoe Stark. Vic Joseph, dear Lord, him calling each match and sounding like he's stubbing his toe or jamming his index finger into a door. I don't know what the fuck is going on exactly. I don't know what the fuck is going on as in I went through each match, or each moment, and it's gotten a little better. It just needs fucking work in some areas, does NXT. Um, For example, um, the post-match crap, you know, with the security getting involved, because we want to save it for the Great American Bash, which next week, the number one contenders match, great, you know, you want to save, that's smart, conserve their energy, no injuries. But on another note, folks, I'm sorry, but I'd be splitting my attention between two things. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, folks. I I tend to be watching the Yankees game and reporting NXT live results. So NXT this past Tuesday from the Capitol Wrestling Center. There's a lot of drama because is Samoa Joe going to indeed make his impact with his return to the black and gold brand as a new enforcer? I mean, I honestly don't know. It, it There's a lot of questions about returns, return appearances. Have they made impact? And do people really care? I gotta answer another question in my own head, so I'm just gonna turn out the Yankees game and go straight to the resources. I don't mean to include baseball in a pro wrestling report, but when it's the Yankees who have the potential of losing to a team that's below 500 again, fucking shit. Anyways, back on track. I gotta get the ratings in here. AEW, okay, is more than doubling NXT in the key demo zeros of 411,000. That's still fucking low. Uh, Ages 18 to 49 versus 204,000. Dynamite has brought in 150,000 more total viewers than NXT in 2021, a 23% gap. How is that humanly fucking possible? Well, um, 
When lack of interest from fans who don't really see reason or seek reason to watch NXT sometimes, it's tempting to tell you, actually not tempting, it's very valid for me to tell you this. When the focus shifts from recapping one of the most awesome NXT talents in NXT history, Samoa Joe, to, well, let's read the card again, shall we? So when Regal comes out and makes announcements, it's starting to look a lot like main roster's protege format, that is. The format's starting to look very, very inconsistent and all over the place. So, okay, then you start with another match, and usually NXT follows up with a promo. I don't think so. They used to not talk as much. There used to be backstage interviews. I know when Renee Young was there, and I know when certain people who graduated to the main roster. So it's just like, I got to explain something to you all. Sometimes when a show goes in sequential order and there's very little brawling and and very little, um, how do I put this? There's very little continuity to their stories. Like, it's it's a copy and paste from Stone Cold Steve Austin having that if he gets provoked, then, he, you know, he gets to beat somebody's ass. I like that with Samoa Joe. There's one problem. Eventually, Samoa Joe is going to snap for the story, and then we won't see him for a couple weeks, and there's some kind of build, and then blah yada. Him and Karrion Cross will eventually cross paths, I hope to God. And if they put Karrion Cross over, so help me Jesus. I'm going to just tell you right now, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish, but that's why they have twice as less viewers than stupid AEW. And by stupid, I am talking about a group of people who have more factions than WCW did. Okay. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm supposed to focus on just one thing, and God help me. I will try and maintain the course. All right? It wasn't bad. The show that NXT presented to us wasn't bad. It just, all these returns, I'm all for. I I love Roderick Strong. He's a great dude. Very nice. Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida. Is it too early um, to say that these two are going to be facing each other for the Cruiserweight Championship? Is it? Is it? Also, the the thing I loved the most about the show was the women's portion. The chaos that ensued, the security had to be called down the ring by Samoa Joe. Come on, man. I want to see Samoa Joe get in there and basically wrangle these women. and base, I don't know if he's hurt. But I feel like the women's portion of the show with Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, Andy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and um, Zoe Stark, her partner. Wowza. That's the kind of fucking chaos I like seeing on a show through which we seldom get to see chaos now in NXT. When it, I mean, or, I mean, like I said, it depends. What part or portion of the show you considered utter chaos, no control, complete, you know, nobody's being kept in line, complete bedlam. That's wrestling. I want to see. Not wrestling that's basically putting people in a fucking plexiglass box and not letting them show their or showcase their talents, their fucking lord. Instead, we're getting a taste now of what seems to be what main roster is doing. And please, for the love of Christ, if we could have a moment of reverence, actually a moment of silence. No, we're not going to do that. We are not going to do that. Going through this list... Of matches and recaps, 
it just seems like if I was to go through the entire card or entire show piece by piece, so we see what happened with Samoa Joe. Okay, interesting, cool, you got my attention. Then we hear Regal come out and make announcements. No. No. Adam Cole refuses to basically have a match on NXT, so just cut a fucking awesome, amazing now, it doesn't have to be CM Punk or Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels-like promo, but let's let's be real, shall we? He faced Carmelo Hayes, and they had a very back-and-forth match, which, why? You're, you're letting Adam Cole showcase talent now? So he's basically the Jake the Snake of the show, which is basically, guys, you get to showcase their, showcase their talent, and then they get fed to another big talent name. What the fuck? Frankie Monet. I don't know what this is building up to. Is it maybe for Raquel Gonzalez's championship? I don't know. Two heels versus deal. It is possible that Raquel Gonzalez is going to have an open challenge for that, and then Frankie's going to answer? I don't know. Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan challenging Gargano and Theory. The way is very comical, and it was not. You know, it's funny because they turn on the juices or they turn on the jets when they have an actual match, but they're very comical and it, they're not so much a group of, or a tag team that people can boo unless it's versus a certain somebody or a certain team. Anyways, moving forward, William Regal makes a match between the way Tony Lurkin and Pete Dunne. Okay, that match wasn't terrible. Um, the post-match after Io Shirai and Zoe Stark beat Hartwell. Not Hartwell. <laughs> beat Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah. Robert Stone didn't even attempt to interfere. So what's the point of having out there? That's like Sherry versus, uh, or not Sherry versus, Michaels versus Santana at WrestleMania 8. And Sherry did nothing. Just stood there. Uh, moving forward. So after after that, Theory and Gargano end up winning a match, very big win, and then Karrion Cross is attacking each guy that was involved in the Fatal Five Way at Takeover in Your House. I got a big question mark. That big puss ass is attacking people that can literally just yeah, ha- they're considered you have to be this tall to ride the ride height. So again, yeah. He's doing the cowardly thing, being heel. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Bronson Reed attacked by Isaiah Swerve Scott and hit row. Oh goodness. Um so again, Hit Row is basically being linked up. This is a new group. Uh it features a former NFL dude, top dollar. And uh, I gotta say I don't know what to make of them, man. They just seem like the group that no one's going to be able to get behind or unless you're in the East Coast or West Coast. They really are not the group that a crowd, an actual crowd, is going to be all for. They'll be ooh and aahing, the big dude. The rest of them, what's the what's the female going to do in a match? What's the other two? Uh, Ashanti, and that copyright because the name is just basically like the uh, singer who's no longer uh, singing. But anyways, Kushida vs. O'Reilly, that had a surprise ending to it. Instead of being, uh, being able to buddy-buddy and, and raise vi- hands in victory, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bo Kushida, even after O'Reilly won, they were attacked by Diamond Mine. And that group... Uh, <laughs> that faction apparently I don't know like I said there's at least okay there's one faction in NXT UK there's only let's see here The Way Hit Row and God knows a diamond mine at least there's not more than one Actually, two fucking factions in the black and gold brand. Thank the Lord, I ain't so confused. Jeez Louises. 
All right. I have extended amount of time in the show, so I guess I guess if you guys are friendly enough for this. Actually, no, I, I'm going to just basically tell you about, without going down the line or repeating myself in a circle what I thought of NXT so far. You know, before the Great American Bash, I like to point this out. For the love of Christ, do not make it seem like a regular show. That's my plea for Great American Bash. Two, my overall assessment of... The show on Tuesday, you can tell by the disdain of my voice and very anxiety-like feel to my voice. Is There's reasons for When your viewership is lower than AEW's, a show that has immense amount of talent, okay? And I'm not just talking Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, the Inner Circle, and Wardlow, and and MJF and all the Sammy Guevara when you have a low demographic in the 18 to 49 range people aren't into professional wrestling at this point if if their competitor is at 411,000 views it dipped down from 1.1 million because people after a while tired of getting drunk going to party hey turn on that wrestling shit look if the black and gold brand would just keep adding bigger names to the to that bunch, even if you put Sami Zayn back, even if you were allowing Sen Balor, who I don't know if he's still injured, I'd have to read a report. But if you allowed certain guys to rotate in and out of the black and gold brand like you did that one year with Kevin Owens, I believe the show could be Something bigger, at least for not your casual wrestling fan, the fans that are wanting competition to do something so that you can respond. Well, let me rephrase that. Fans are wanting, let me rephrase that. The wrestling fans are requesting some of us are requesting the NXT not go back to the way you used to be but spice it up man all this namby pamby shit come on who's running the show the old man or Hunter I'm really confused on as to what's going on because it seems like when I watched I, I just found it Not boring, not falling asleep like quality for the NXT show on June 22nd, but I felt it, it needed more. The fact that we we see Cameron Grimes Superman punching Ari Starling, is, is there going to be like a feud between him and LA Knight and Ari Starling now? Please don't latch an unwanted feud to Cameron Grimes' you know, resume or his history because he doesn't need it. He's already a comical wrestler. And if he starts on a losing streak, and this is one area of the show I'm going to touch on, if Cameron Grimes starts on a losing streak, is it a big deal? No. My next question is, what's going to draw fans? What is going to be your big draw so that fans will be like, hey, I cannot keep my eyes off of NXT. Also, listening to Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett and Vic Joseph, are we being punished? Are we being punished? Because I want to know why, you know, because I want to know why why 
instead of focusing attention on the action that was going on in the ring, you know, Orny Lorcan and I believe it was Austin Theory at the time, the attention got focused on trying to prove that Joseph Rongwin Wade Barrett was going back and forth. Also, there are times when Barrett goes slow during a match trying to explain shit, and it, it just so happens, you know, I lose my focus. I lose my interest on the match at hand. I know I'm not supposed to focus on being negative about Wade Barrett or Beth Phoenix or Vic Joseph in particular, but it does make it it does make things a lot easier when you have a commentating crew that can make the match that's boring as fuck interesting as all get out, you know, like Mauro Ranello who could use adjectives that made you go, Wow, like malfunction at the junction or Mama F and Mia or Mama F and Mia. little things, right, folks, the little things about the black and gold brand. So what I'm going to talk about an off-the-rail censored, uncensored, this portion, uh, I will just basically fair warn you, the following content contains expletives not suitable for the minors listening to the show under the age of 18. If you have minors under the age of 18, it suggests that you mute the audio let them listen later. Do not repeat this shit at summer school uh, or anywhere out in public, okay? So if we get this message, please, please understand that you have, if you have children, young children, and they're listening alongside you, my apologies to them, man, because I dropped more F-bombs than D-Day. Off the Rails Uncensored was a trademark podcast that was coined and created the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored March 7, 2016. Anybody using the phrase off the rails, uncensored, or likeness there, a reproduction there of the title will be fined $45. All right, so I guess you fucks really want to get inside my head. I suggest you buckle up because you're about to get some insight that cannot be duplicated. Trust me, people have tried and they have fucking failed. All right, monkeys in the truck. Aside from watching the Yankees game, hit my fucking music, all right? All right, all right. Take it. Samoa Joe, Roderick Strong, Matt Cardona, which has been a long time ago now, but listen names like Ruby Riot. Maybe she's coming back to NXT. Who knows? Because no one's no one's, you know, blew the horn on her yet. No one said, Hey, we'll sign your ass. Unless I'm mistakenly wrong, but you know what I mean? Look. What does NXT's return appearances have to do with making it a successful brand? We all know that NXT from the past compared to now didn't need returns. They just had names coming out of the fucking woodwork like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Aleister Black, Walter, Alexander Wolf, Nikki Cross, which I'm, well, that's a different story for a different day. But Alexa Bliss. <clears throat> wasn't a big name in the indies, but you had people that made this brand run and operate like freaking, you know, one of those good things that can run and operate smoothly, right? So I will tell you, there just seems to be that big question mark. Are these returns 
to the black and gold brand going to prove beneficial? Are they going to make things run? Samoa Joe, Roderick Strong, will Ruby Riot return? Will um, Sarah Logan return? I am, I have no earthly clue. Which you know what's going to happen? But I will tell you, Samoa Joe's impact has probably made the most difference for the black and gold brand as a whole because everyone's clamoring talking about his return because if a certain brand was smart, they would have jumped on the opportunity to sign Joe, but there's always something in the making. There's always something in the making when triple H is involved or when somebody from production in WWE is saying, Hey, you know, we should reach out to Samoa Joe and see if he wants to come back. If we offer him this, if we give him this role. So, I guess what you could say about Samoa Joe's return is that out of everyone on that brand, is everyone going to know who Roderick Strong is if they're not a you know if they're not a wrestling fan? I wouldn't say casual fan, but if you're if you're a wrestling fan, you know that name comes from Impact. You know that name comes from Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe being in NXT is far better than when he was on main roster. We know he's a mid-carder at best. He was a part of the main event. And Paul Heyman spoke highly of Samoa Joe, not just on promo skills alone, but what I'm going to tell you next gives a lot of credibility to the patience of Samoa Joe. One, the guy has been injured, you know, a few times, and he came back. And he's been in several main event matches for NXT, including versus Finn Balor, versus Kevin Owens, versus Sami Zayn, guys that made headwaves, you know, through the black and gold brand. But the reason why Samoa Joe stood the test of time is because he learned to adapt. He learned to adjust. So I guess So I guess what you can chalk this up to is that Samoa Joe has plenty of experience in being patient, adapting, making sure things run. He's what you call a hidden locker room gym. Damn the fucking score of the baseball game. There's a blown save, ladies and gentlemen, by the fucking Yankees. And if this game goes into extra innings, it's going to favor the fucking Royals because here's what I'm going to tell you. The Yankees, it took forever and a day to score two runs. And the guy that's normally lights out is going to blow the fucking game. Watch him get an out after this guy. So back to Samoa Joe. He's a hidden locker room gym. Okay? This guy is considered probably one of the favorites in the locker room because he doesn't say much to certain people. He just keeps mouth shut with people he doesn't know. Here's open. I'm pretty sure he's a nice dude. I don't know. I have not Fudge in Christ Here we go We lost the fucking game Sorry I'm I'm just I'm watching the game And trying to report wrestling at the same time I shouldn't do this but 
I gotta say, folks, if you're if you're a Yankee fan, I'm sorry. If you're a wrestling fan, I'm sorry. This is highly fucking irritating. We had this game one with the two outs. And I had my points about Samoa Joe. I just got distracted. My apologies. But, um, out of all the returns for NXT, Samoa Joe has made the most impact. Roderick Strong. I'll, I'll just say this. It depends on what you've given him and depends on what you have presented him with. So a diamond mine, you gave him another group. Um, maybe if there's another return, I can assess that too. But as far as I'm concerned, out of the two returns to NXT, um... And after the fucking fact, he gives up the two runs in the fucking top of the ninth inning. Fucking shit, we're not going to come back. No, we're not. For those of you who have poured into fucking Wrestle Radio, the times that the Yankees took how much to score a run, it took them how many innings? A true fan? Yeah, I'm frustrated. If you ask me, yeah, it's got more attention than the wrestling, right? So, the wrestling discussion, sure, and go a little bit ESPN here on a wrestling podcast. The Yankees have now six or seven blown saves. And this is really fucking irritating. Because we should be winning games. We should not be losing to a team that is below 500. We're losing by a run. Son of a backside bitch. If they end up winning, I'm going to eat crow. But it took them forever and a day to score a fucking run. Actually two. And that was to take the lead. No, I, I believe the problem is the hitting coach. Instead of swinging for the fences... Maybe we should play small ball and see how that works out for us. But we couldn't even score the bases loaded four fucking times. Four times, man. We still have a long season to go. I'm trying to be positive here. But when you lose to a team that is below 500, that is the irritating fucking factor when you're in a race and now Tampa's winning. Oh, goody. I'm assuming I'd speak for nobody, but... Who do we got coming up? I've just been curious. I'm sorry. I got distracted about talking about if Samoa Joe is a viable return. We all know this. Samoa Joe is a definite viable fucking return for WWE NXT, and I'm fucking flipping, flopping back and forth. Oh, fuck me. A guy's 0 for 4 is one of the ERA. Yeah, might as well 1, 2, 3 inning and not even give an effort in this game. That's just the truth. I mean, honest to God, dude. The one thing that I really would like to explain to you all about how I feel about Samoa Joe is one. I think he's one of the best workers in WWE right now, and he's not even worked the match in a while. So... be honest with you, I hope and pray that NXT keeps afloat with his return. I am 100% sure that when it goes back to a live crowd and he puts on wrestling gear, it's going to be a sold-out show. People will want to see him versus Cross. People will want to see him versus Pete Dunne. I'm not sure about Adam Cole. I mean, there's a lot of fantasy warfares that fans have put in their head. 
Samoa Joe versus Damian Priest. Samoa Joe versus Donovan Dijkovic. Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee. And I just fucking say we're not even going to give an effort against their fucking closer. Are you fucking kidding me? We've got to beat them. We have got to fucking try to get a guy on base, and it's not even going to happen. Sorry for sounding like a fucking fair weather. But it's just out of frustration. I know I shouldn't be watching baseball at the same time as reporting a podcast. But so help me God. There are times when I turn on wrestling and, and I look at the show and say, look at the format and I go, how in heaven's name am I going to report this on air without screaming bloody murder? Sometimes. And I'm referring, it's sad, I'm referring to the black and gold brand because sometimes their show constitutes me going really off the rails. And sometimes their show constitutes me having valid points with Pizza Simpson. And other times I get distracted and start reporting baseball instead of professional wrestling. So... I'm not going to call it a quit, but I'm just saying it's very hard to maintain focus when I've got a card that basically is all over the place. And it's like, okay, so they sequentially put in what happened from last week. They didn't even have Ellie Knight on the show this week. So they put another person in the fray with Cameron Grimes in one instance. Then you have the women's tag team division, which is like a holy mess. So... Yeah. And the NXT Women's Championship is not even being, you know, contested on a live show for, you know, not even a teaser when, in fact, every other women's champion, when they had takeovers going on, when they had not just takeovers, but like like Asuka versus Nikki Cross or... Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler and her goons, you know what I mean? There's got to be a point where Raquel Gonzalez defends that championship because people have complained about her wrestling style and all, you know, I could go off tangent all night about that. But to have her as a NXT women's champion and then possibly have them, of Dakota Kai and her winning the NXT women's tag team championships, I mean, I'm not putting it out of context. That's just... That's just how I feel. Right? There's there's also the factor that carrying cross, son of a bitch, I am going to eat crow. And the Yankees have tied the game at five. Moving forward. If I have to call a show or actually not call a show, if I have to recap the show and just basically give my input, no, that's like reading results. Any other fucking podcast reads results and goes, oh, I really like this match because so-and-so turned into a heel. Fuck that shit. I am not that type of podcast. I know that you were going to ask me that, dude. You son of a bitch. I, le- I miss you, dude. I really do miss you coming in between show on Instagram. If you want, dude, wrestle underscore radio, Anytime, anywhere. So, yes, I would n- I would love for nothing more than to have you come on the show, brother. If you want, do call me two one three nine four three three four two two. Oh, you're at work. Never mind. I don't like being negative about the black and gold brand, but if I'm being honest about it, what could improve upon it? I'm gonna do it. I'm going to suggest a few things. One, if you knew L.A. Knight was there, they could have had him say, like, 
I'm sorry, Cameron, I couldn't make the party, but I'm at, you know, another party. Not just that segment, but the the whole thing with Hit Row and Everest. They can go after somebody bigger than that. If you want to make them a faction that is completely badass heel, which they're not, they really annoy the fuck out of me, the whole hood rat gimmick, if I'm being honest, and they're done that scene that bought the t-shirt, it's called Crime Time. God rest. You know, Chad, God rest your soul, man. They're doing a fine job, you know, pissing everyone off. But at the same time, there's more to it than that. You have to put forth some kind of effort into going after bigger people like Adam Cole, Karrion Cross. You want to put yourselves on the map? Put going after these fucking deadbeats, man. Make The production team is so afraid to put Hit Row in power. Why? Why are we so afraid? What's going to happen? Not in power. You don't have to put them in power per se. What I mean is put them in a position that makes them a legitimized group instead of just a bunch of hood rats running around, you know what I mean, like their gimmicks, not them as people. Their hood rat gimmick, man, is just like hit row, like death row. Yeah, break. So they're a rap group. That you know advertises their music and also has a big dude as the front runner, as the dude who's going to beat others up as a setup man, and you have them as a tag team. Boy, you know what? That's misputting the gimmick, man. That's just it. That's just really misplacing them. Two, these fuckers are probably going to end up on main roster fairly soon. Or they might be there just because they're the piss-off factor. Oh, the crowd gives reaction. Might as well keep them. Why, you ain't got nobody else you could faction up? You already resurrected Roderick Strong. You've given a consideration to the way and made them a comical group. And then you have Imperium and NXT UK. So the question remains, where does Hit Row fit in all this shit? They're going after another comical tag team named Everrise, which, okay. I just, I don't know, guys. That group, in a sense, where do they fit is my question. You're going to have build them up, and now you made them attack Bronson Reed. Okay, there's a start. Why not go for bigger? Because you have them on the show. You're using them as a heel faction. They're the only legitimized heel faction. The way, okay, the women in the group are the heels. The men, they're like the comedians. So, like, maybe just... Maybe you could have them showcase their strength against, um, I don't know, the way. There's just, there's just a lot of fucking question marks. Like, who, what do you do when you have an entire brand that's starting to grow with all, you know, but two returns. Maybe the women need a return. Then Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan. Lana, maybe she could manage, you know, help manage with the Robert Stone brand. Maybe two managers isn't a bad thing. If you had Cornette and Jerry the King Lawler back in the day. But that was two different people in two different time periods. What I'm getting at is, what does NXT have with all these returns? What is the gist? Like, what is the main focal point of all these guys and gals returning? Is it helping? Is it is there a benefit to this? I mean, one must wonder how long we're gonna keep up this um, guessing game. You're like, when is Samoa Joe gonna put the gear back on and beat the ever living shit out of Carrying Cross, the fucking poser he is? And two, can we please not make another faction? Because then we'd we'd all be falling into the same trap as a competitor, you know, AEW. 
they, like I said, not bad talent, but boy, there are some moments in their show that make me kind of writhe and wriggle in a bad way. Makes me anxious. Makes me want to pop some popcorn and eat, nervous eat, even when I'm not hungry. The point is, actually, let me backtrack before I get way off the rails. NXT Black and Gold brand, I'm sick of saying it used to be great when they had. I want to say, man, that was a great show. I can't wait to watch the replay. Surprisingly, folks, Hell in a Cell wasn't all that bad. The main roster's kicking their shit up into fucking gear because they realize they're going to a main, you know, audience. Not canned heat, not recorded claps and all that. They're doing their own thing. They're keeping it real. But I don't know. I don't know what you would classify this NXT as. There's a lot of, like, question marks. There's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts, or they could improve upon. The returns, really, at this point, there's only been two. One of them noteworthy. The other one, it depends on how you look at it. But, you know, I'm really praying that Samoa Joe... His impact is not for not. There's a reason why somebody or some people reached out to him. Because the man knows he's fucking worth something. He knows that he can bring this brand back to glory. Help, you know, behind the scenes. Help the help the newbies like, okay, this is how you get heat. No, they know. Some of them know. Some of them don't. This is how you do this. I don't think he goes around doing that, man. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being honest. Yes, I know breathe a sigh of relief. Wow, you guys listen to my baseball shit <laughs> instead of my fucking rain rave. Fucking it's about time. Anywho. Now that I can centralize my focus back on the task or the topic at hand. Each time I'm tuned in while Samoa Joe's been back, which has only been two weeks. I'm laser beam focused. And it's not Samoa Joe and it's the matches and the chaos. The chaos I'll pay attention to. The matches, tense. If it's all technical, okay, cool. If it's comical... If it's regarding what really popped my attention As far as returns go A diamond mine Some people are like whoa And some people That I have spoken to About Roderick Strong's return in a diamond mine Does it fit him Best for him to be a leader in a group And go after a championship About damn time is all I can say The man's been waiting behind Adam Cole so much and, you know, God, you know, respect the God-given talent that is Adam Cole, that is Kyle O'Reilly or Kushida. But if I'm being honest with you, which I'm, I am most of the time, I am bluntly honest. I believe if I was to judge who made an impact, Joe or Roderick, kind of a tie, talent-wise. But draw-wise, I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. Because not only can the man talk, he's reserving a lot maybe because he's getting rehabilitated and getting assessed by doctors. Please, God, clear this man to wrestle. This is a plea. I'm praying this guy returns. You know why? Has anybody ever sat and wanted to get a Carrying Cross t-shirt off the shop? And if you say yes, I'm not going to fault you. I'm just going to question, you know, what does he bring to the table for you? Does he do for you? And three, 
Do you think he can honestly hang with Samojo or can Samojo vice versa hang with Karrion Crowd? I can answer that question. Yes, Samojo can hang with Mr. Cross. Not only can he hang with him, it's going to be a brutal match, and Joe will bring out the best in Mr. Cross, I hope. Why just Karrion Cross? Because there is no other prize for Joe to go after. Is he really going to go after the North American Championship and Bronson Reed? Maybe. Is he really going to be subsided and become a NXT Tag Team Champion? Maybe, but the bigger prize, folks, that we all want to focus on, so far as me discussing baseball and football, baseball, baseball and wrestling, is the NXT championship that has been out of Joe's grasp for now almost five years. About time. I mean, I would love to see Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Gargano, Cole, Hell, Pete Dunn. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, if you're out there somewhere, maybe we ought to have a eight-person ladder match for the NXT Championship. I know Samoa Joe's been bumped out of the title picture for a while now, and I do have a feeling he's rehabilitating, and I've repeated that multiple times, so maybe, just maybe, and the uh, production team, creative team's heart of all hearts. We can put this together and we can put two and two together and say Samoa Joe next NXT champion. Or or we, he could do the noble thing and put Mr. Boring crossover. I'm sorry. I, that idea makes me want to hurl chunks into a Home Depot bucket. But if he's asked to do it, God willing, I guess. I fucking want them to. But, yeah, man, that's my roundabout answer. You got it. Wrestle underscore radio at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter and Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. I will be introducing new segments and a new feel for tomorrow's show. If you tuned in tonight, Forgive me for talking baseball for most of the time, actually some of the time on Off the Rails Uncensored, but I'm not sorry. I am a man full of emotions. I love my Yankees. So bear with me. Be patient with moi. I have a half hour left. I'm not going to ramble around in circles about Samoa Joe. I'm going to end it by saying if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say or feel about the Yankees or Samoa Joe or uh, carrying cross or whomever I'm referring you know to speaking about um, I got three choice words for you forget about it I did my best Pizza Simpson I did my best salute okay alright toodles bitches I gotta get some rest I'm going to go to an amusement park tomorrow got pray that I don't get eaten alive by bugs and that my friend doesn't make me go down a whole bunch of slides my back you know I'm not old. I am not old. But I do know that, Chris Coulter, if you're listening to this, you are a sick, sick man. And uh, I will be traveling with that crazy, you know, this summer, that is. Talking about wrestling and meandering, you know, the Parthenon, you know. That gives you a clue where I'm going. It's either Greece or Nashville, one of the two. All right. Toodles, bitches, for real. I got to go to bed. Go Yankees. Sigh of relief. Toodles, bitches, for real. And Pizza Simpson will join me on Friday. And time to be announced. Chicken.